Hi, my name is Sylvia Judd, and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Essential Learning. I teach gifted students in Cobb County, Georgia, and have been teaching for the past 13 years. I am currently in the process of completing my Master of Education in Instructional Technology at Kennesaw State University. In this episode, I'm going to focus on what personalized learning is and how to implement it, even without buy-in from your school or district. So, in order to consider personalized learning in your school or virtual environment, you must first understand what personalized learning is. So according to a vision for personalized learning in Georgia K through 12 schools, personalized learning is an educational paradigm shift that values learner differences and harnesses technology to allow the educator and learner to co-plan an individualized educational experience. So what's meant by a paradigm shift? It's a whole new approach to teaching not just implementing a new strategy or initiative. It is literally changing the way teachers teach and students learn. So why personalized learning? Well, it's because in a traditional learning environment, the focus is to teach to students deficits, focus on bringing the students to meeting grade level standards. Whereas in personalized learning, students are given choice of how they want to learn. I know, it sounds a bit odd, giving the students control of their learning. But I ask you, why not? As adults, do we not perform better when we are given the choice of activity? Why not allow students the same opportunities? Now, personalized learning is not that simple that it can be implemented without specific planning. It takes more than just one teacher to do it, and it takes time to effectively shift the paradigm. So what goals can you set within your realm of influence to bring personalized learning alive in your elementary classroom? You can begin with flexible seating. Offering students a choice of where to sit and what to sit on can make a huge difference. If students are uncomfortable and constantly shifting in their seat to adjust and find a more comfortable way to sit, he or she is not focusing on their tasks, but rather on their tush. You can offer your students ball seats so that they can bounce a little while thinking. Maybe floor pillows would be best. Or a bolster where they can support their back while sitting on the floor. Balance or wobble cushions, stools rather than chairs, Some kids may prefer regular chairs. The possibilities are there. Just use your imagination, or it's always a good idea to visit Pinterest to find an abundance of choices. Another way that you can incorporate personalized learning in your classroom, even without the full-fledged school-wide plan, is to offer your students choice. Choice of learning and choice of assignments. As I'm sure you've learned during your own studies, Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences states that everyone has a dominant way that they learn. So if your student's dominant modality is as a musical learner, why limit their 
ability to learn and share their knowledge through a modality in which they are weak. This doesn't make sense, does it? Let them write a song, create a playlist of existing songs, compose a score. There are a number of different ways to personalize students' learning through choice. Just make sure to offer choices that support each of Gardner's modalities to ensure that all of your students have options that suit their learning style best. Now, during my program at KSU, I have had several classes where we've had to share information on a discussion board. One of my instructors gave direction that we were free to choose how we wanted to post. We could choose a written format, recording an audio response, creating a video to share. She gave us the freedom to complete the requirement of the activity in the way that was most comfortable for us. That's within the realm of influence in your classroom. You are the instructor. You can choose what to accept from your students. Allowing them choice gives such a strong voice to all of your students. To continue, I can imagine at this point, you're thinking to yourself, hey, I already do that. And you very well may. Guess what? You are on your way to providing personalized learning for your students. But as with everything in life, you will encounter some barriers to a smooth implementation of personalized learning. Let's look at some anticipated issues that can occur. Students all want to sit on your ball seats and argue over them at the beginning of each class period. You are frustrated. What should you do? Take them away? Will that solve the problem? It could, but to what extent? Now you've taken away the student's choice and some students may really need to sit on a ball seat and bounce while they are thinking and working to help them stay focused. How you solve this problem in a more productive way. Hmm, how about if you give the students the ownership of the problem? Have a class meeting where the students discuss the problem of too many people wanting the ball seats. Instruct the students to come up with a viable solution so that the ball seats can remain an option in the classroom. You'll be surprised at what they come up with and they are learning and engaging in life skills. Now, this is just one example of a barrier you may encounter. There will be more, but you, as the teacher, should guide your students to work together for the good of the group. By giving your students the opportunity to problem solve the barriers they encounter, they are able to use their strengths in new and innovative ways while developing these life skills. So during this podcast, I've already discussed two steps to promote a personalized learning environment in your classroom, flexible seating and choice of learning and assignments. There are additional ways you can create change in your class setting, differentiate learning for your students on an individual basis. I know that everyone has to master the same standards, but they all don't have to do it in the same way. When conducting a novel study, allow students options of how to access the novel. In print, audiobook, ebook, pairing a print book along with an audiobook for students to follow it. Students are gaining the same knowledge, but through different approaches. 
This allows your struggling readers the option of hearing the story while reading. Think about how this will empower your student and give him or her the confidence they would otherwise be lacking. Finally, you can have your students focus on mastery of the standards rather than just meeting them by foregoing grades on formative assessments. Give students a pass-fail grade rather than a percentage and remind them that fail is actually the acronym for first attempt in learning. Unless the entire school is on board, summative assessments will have to be percentage-based and then aligned with letter grades when necessary for report cards. However, if you use standard-based report cards, pass-fail is all you need. This gives the students the assurance that it's okay to not get it right the first time. Go back, revisit, then try again. It promotes the old adage, when at first you don't succeed, try, try again, and it takes off the pressure. By implementing pass-fail grading, you are also easing the competition between students and the angst some students have at having to get straight A's. Finally, give your students the power to be in charge of their learning by working with them on developing a reasonable timeline to complete each step. Not everyone learns in the same timeframe. So giving the students the opportunity to either continue on to the next lesson when they are ready or work slowly until they have mastered the content. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to give them an entire semester to work on one aspect of content. That is unreasonable. But if they need more time, maybe an extra week or so, to truly learn the material, then why not allow them that? More often than not, they will not need extra time for every standard and will therefore complete some faster than others. The flexibility in their timeline, again, eases angst that otherwise could be detrimental to their learning. These important components of personalized learning are available to you right now, even if your school is not following the same protocol. You can be a leader in showing how beneficial and rather simple personalized learning can be. I won't lie, it can be time consuming since each student is on their own plan, but well worth it as it truly puts the student first. For more information on personalized learning, visit the Bagwell College of Education at Kennesaw State University, I Teach Resource Hub at https dot backslash backslash iteach.kennesaw.edu. Once again, that's https colon backslash backslash the letter I teach all one word, dot Kennesaw, dot edu. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to sharing more information with you in coming episodes.